In the beginning, when I, when I started in the aesthetic field, it was uh, 2015, so I've actually only been in the industry for, for seven years. I was thinking a lot, how do I want to present myself to the world, to the aesthetic industry? And to be honest, you know, you met me now in private, we had a few Zoom calls, you know how casual and relaxed I am. So what I present out there as my brand is a little bit more professional, medical, more structured. And I hear this a lot when people meet me in person. First, when they come, they I've even heard they are a little bit intimidated by me. They're like, oh, Julie Horn is here. And then when they meet me, they see this casual, bubbly, mm. I love humor, I love making people laugh, I love creating an amazing, fun energy and vibe on my trainings. So many people get surprised because when they see my brand online in social media, they, they think more like, yeah, she's, she's medical, she's proper, she's this and that. So I think in the beginning, I was afraid to take the wrong path to advertise myself in the industry. So I, I felt like I wanted to be presented as professional. And also, you know, as a nurse injector in the world we're living in now in our industry, many nurses, unfortunately, they... They even get bullied by doctors. They're not welcome in some countries to inject. They're in some states and everything. So um, also for that reason, I felt like I wanted to present myself as medic and professional as possible with my brand. Um, I'm a huge nurse supporter myself, and my goal is to bring all nurses in this industry up with me. Um, so I think that is the reason in the beginning I was a little bit careful, but as my brand have grew and, you know, I have got more recognition around the world, so now I feel more confident in showing a little bit more who I actually am, sharing a little bit about my private life, my journey through the life, and also my journey through the aesthetic field. Uh, so, yeah, I think... That is yeah, a... it's been well. I don't, this is the thing that I think works so amazingly is actually the contrast because there there is this tremendous one like re relief. As I say, it's like a relief. People say it's a relief, but it's also uplifting. And, and that the this absolute badass like world famous injector who is just basically very grounded and lovely to me. Thank um, you. It it makes the it's but you almost need both because if you. As you say, you, you told me that you were trying to accommodate for various political things and mm. nurses, and so you built this incredible high-status brand. But then there's this other side, which the two together work, work really, really well. It's probably worth, because I, I love that, it's kind of the, um, the hero story, the, <coughs> the, um, like the spider bite in Spider-Man when you get bitten. Yeah. And then he becomes Spider-Man. <laughs> tell us about your Spider-Man story with injectables. My Spider-Man story. So I was born with um, very thin lips. Uh, can always almost say non-existing lips. And a bit of crooked teeth. Uh, got a little bit bullied in school for that. You know, boys, oh, you can never kiss anyone. You don't have any lips. Uh, chicken lips comments. 
And you know, it, it made me self-conscious, it, it affected my self-esteem. So at a point, you know, when I was smiling, I always, you know, <laughs> covered my mouth. And on photos, you know, I had this thing, I pushed my tongue out so I could avert the lips. So I had my tricks. So I was so self-conscious about this. So I did some research when I turned 18. Um, because there is an age limit when you can start doing injectables um, in Sweden, when I, where I grew up. So when I was 18, I started doing research for lip enhancements and I spent some time to find someone that, you know, I could trust and someone that I could see her work or his work. Um, then I found a clinic in, in Stockholm and that was a four hour drive from where I lived at that point. But I thought it's worth the drive. Uh, I wanted to feel safe and I, I wanted this to be right. So I went there to the clinic and I came in in the entrance and I was just, I was just mind blown. I was blown away by this beautiful interior, again, looking for details sitting down and the warm welcome I received in the reception, these beautiful women walking around in their well-fitted lab coats. And I was just sitting there. I'm like, oh my God, I wish I can work like this one day. And then, you know, I got into to the, it was actually a, a nurse injector, by the way. And she injected my lips and that was life-changing for me. That was absolutely life-changing because then when I was healed and everything, it gave me so much confidence. And then I realized how much power the aesthetic industry or, you know, injectable can have on people's lives. You know, increasing your self-esteem can lead to so much more in your life. You can grow so much as a person just increasing your self-esteem. So I felt that, I got that personal experience. So now, instead of just thinking, I wish I could work with this one day, I changed my mindset. Mm -hmm. I thought I am going to work with this one day. So that was my spider bite, that experience. Mm -hmm. Amazing. And, and of course, you're, you are living proof of that it changes lives because that journey has put you here today, which is, Kind of, uh, almost, I imagine going back to that 18-year-old girl and showing her what you're doing now would have been, well, it would have been amazing if you could do that, but it's basically just so mind-blowing that you wouldn't have believed it. <laughs> I would <laughs> never have believed it, no. <laughs> I would never have believed that I would <clears throat> sit like here with you today and have all this, no, not at uh, all. The other thing I love about that story is I know a lot of nurses battle with treating younger people mm -hmm. and they battle with this idea that maybe it's bad for them in some way. Mm -hmm. And I've, of, I've often, you know, I think if you're empathic and you think what it's like to be 18 and why it would make sense, because I think a lot, if you're 50 and you look at an 18-year-old, they all look stunning. Like, yeah, you know, they basically course. are beautiful. Yeah. What, and they would have said the same about you, but they, they weren't you, so they don't know what it's like on the inside. And what, what's your philosophy around treating younger patients? I think it's important uh, patient selection. So... I mean, to sit down and really have a proper consultation with this young patient, to listen to the patient's story, life story, what is bothering you, why are you here, and how can I help you? You listen to the patient's story. 
I mean, if I have an 18-year-old girl coming to my office, she already has beautiful lips, but she, you know, she maybe tells me the story, oh, I see on Instagram it's so trendy now to have this one-to-one -one ratio, and, you know, I would like to... That's when I'm a little bit concerned, but because she's already so beautiful, she has beautiful lip and fullness, so maybe then I could have a discussion with her that, and also try to boost her confidence by telling her as an expert in this field or a specialist, I'm careful calling myself an expert, but a specialist in lip treatments. I can, from my experience, your lips, many girls out there, they would do anything to get the lips you have today. And you're so young, you have many, you have your whole life in front of you. So I would try to convince her in a way to love her own lips and then maybe come back at a later point. But if I have a younger 18 year old patient coming and she has very thin lips and I can feel her insecurity, uh, because of my background, I consider myself, I'm quite good at reading people and that helps me a lot uh, in my you know, in my work, in my profession, to be able to, to read my patients, who they are, read their energy, have a, you know, get a feeling of what their concerns are. So if I have a young patient that I can tell that oh, she's so self-conscious about this, and if I help her, I believe I can increase her self-esteem, I can help her. With the with the patient that already had beautiful lips, I mean, and she seems confident. My goal is to increase patients' confidence to make them feel better about themselves. That is the goal for me. So that person that already had beautiful lips, will I increase her confidence a lot? She seems confident already then I feel like it might be a little bit unnecessary to start doing injectables in that early age. But if, you know, I feel I can help and help the person, I would definitely do it. So I think that is the way I think patient's selection is important. I, the other thing I think people, particularly older people, don't appreciate enough is, that, is what a powerful point of leverage it is to help someone when they're young. Mm. And, and as, that's why I say you're a great example of it yourself, because you put people in the part of their life where they are building the most important stuff, exactly. forming the first relationships that hopefully become long-term relationships, mm. building careers. That all happens when you're young. Yes. And, um, and, and so there is actually an argument that even, even if there's potentially some additional risk that in many people you, could, you can justify that risk because the outcome is so powerful when, when it's done well. Bou uh, bouncing off that, the other thing which I'm quite interested in, because in our industry there's obviously there's a de debate about the normal, you know, do we, are we making people look normal? And I've long, as I've observed my patients, and you often see them when you correct something, mm -hmm. something a little light goes on and they, they're after something a bit more than mm -hmm. just normal. Mm -hmm. And um, I think last time you used the word edgy. Mm -hmm. And I think there's something possibly needs more, more talking about, about the female psychology and sexiness and lips. And tell us a bit about what you've learned from your patients around that topic. Yeah, so my demographics of patients, uh, they want change. 
They do. They come to me and they want to leave my office with some kind of change. But it's, it's a, it, your, for me, your whole brand says special. It's not, although you've got this incredible precision, there's also, you know you're getting something special. And I think lips, lips occupy a different, a different realm in aesthetics because most people who want their lips done are not just wanting some perfect picture. Mm. They actually want to feel more special or yes. sexy, all those, those kind of emotions, which um, do you, do you, because I, you will have had thousands of conversations with patients on that and you obviously will have wildly different, I don't have the same conversations because I'm a man and mm. it's awkward saying you want to feel sexy. <laughs> <laughs> but I know that's what they, what they want. And I learned yeah. a lot when Randa had her lips treated about what, what it's like on the other side. Yeah. Um, and I'd like, yeah, I'd like more people to give voice to that experience. What, what have you noticed from your patients in terms of those more awkward, you know, feeling sexy, feeling feminine power, you know, the center mm. of attention, all those things that people might not speak freely about but are true. Lips for a woman is a very powerful organ. Like you say, it, it's sexuality. Uh, it's a very, very important uh, feature in our face. Many women are, you know, we focus mainly eyes, eyebrows and lips. Uh, I mean, we do so much. What when you talk to a person, you look them in the eyes and then you look at the lips, the mouth, it's moving. So that's the two parts you pay attention to. And lips are, it's so, we do talk a lot about sexuality, me and my, my female patients. It's an easier conversation for me, of course, as a woman. And the feedback I get when my patients come back for their second treatment, maybe half a year or a year later, I always ask them how was your experience with the lip treatment and then they tell me the story and I can say at least 90% or even higher they say I felt more sexy the sexiness and you know more confidence and sexy and I, I, I felt like I wanted to also you know make my hair prettier and you know just to yeah, become more sexy. So just by adding a little bit of filler and get that feminine, beautiful heart shape of the Cupid's bow, it's just small details that, I mean, no random people on the street would notice. But the patient itself, in the mirror, when they put their makeup on, they notice these small changes and it affects their um, confidence. And they tell me, I feel more sexy. And also when you feel more sexy, you get more, I don't know, brave maybe when it comes to the dating department. So many of my patients in the past, they have told me, oh, I met my boyfriend after my lips. And I think the lips helped me because my confidence grew and I felt more sexy. And I was, you know, not as scared of showing my sexuality and be more sexy. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I love that you've also noticed that, that other things start to happen, like the hair. And in fact, we used to call our patients back in the day when people answered phones and, um, <laughs> and, ask, and ask them how they were getting on. And often they would be in the midst of shopping for new clothes or doing, and, exactly. and it was because the treatment had triggered them into reinvesting in themselves and, yeah. and growing again, which is, which is lovely. Because that is really what aesthetics is about, is that transformation. I have one amazing story. I had a patient coming and she was uh, slightly overweight. 
and she had very low self-esteem and she came to me and she sat in the chair and she, she said, Yuli, <sighs> that's what she said. And I, okay, I understand what's going on here. So we started talking. I wanted to know a little bit about her life, uh, her feelings. And she said, I just signed up for a weight loss program. I want to lose weight, but I want to start also working with this because she had a little bit of a challenging period in her life. She didn't take good care of herself and some comfort eating and she gained quite a lot of weight you know, under a short period of time. So she said, I just started my, my weight loss program, but I don't feel motivated enough. Is there anything you can do to help me? And I assessed her face and I said, since you are planning to lose quite a lot of weight, that means that you will also lose you know, some weight or the fat compartments in the face will also reduce. So go through your, your weight loss journey first find your ideal weight and then come back to me and I'm going to see and assess you and see we work together and we will try to reach the goal that can make you feel confident and sexy. But I suggest we start with one thing and she had thin lips and an M-shaped lip. Why don't we inject your lips today? And she was like, yeah because I don't like my lips. They're very thin and they're pointy and so yeah. So we had the consultation, I did the assessment, I explained to her my plan of the treatment, uh, the goal of the treatment and we started very subtle. I said, I don't want any random people on the street to be able to point out, oh, she had her lips done. It's more for you. And I think maybe that can give you a little bit of that kick motivation if you get happy with the result, to go through that weight loss journey and to work on yourself. And she says, okay, let's do it, let's do it. And then she started to, you know, I saw the excitement in her body language. So we did the lip treatment and she looked in the mirror and of course, when it's the first time, many people get, you know, because of the swelling, they get a little bit, oh, oh, they're big. And I always say to my patients, if you think your lips are a little bit too big right now, then it's perfect. Because when they are healed, two to four weeks later, then you will reach the perfect size, then you will be happy. Four weeks later, she called me and she cried on the phone. And I was like, what did I do? What did I do? What happened? I'm like, what happened? No. <laughs> And I got scared, I got stressed. Can I help you? What's going on? Tell me. Thank you, <laughs> came the word between crying. Thank you. So she explained to me that just by doing her lips, she was so happy with the result when it, you know, when the swelling went down. My plan worked. It kickstarted her motivation. So she is so motivated to go through that weight loss program. And she has been sending me messages and showing me pictures of, you know, and also her weight. And I'm there boosting her. You go girl, you're amazing. And I believe that little lip treatment helped her 
just to get over that edge to invest in herself and continue. So yeah, mm -hmm. it's a powerful thing. Yeah, that's, that's a, uh, I love that idea of, of kickstarting change because mm. it, it is the easiest way you can make a change. You can have it in a day, but it's yeah. a, I, I, I always think no, no one is after just full of lips for no good reason. Like there's, always, there's nearly always some good backstory. And Absolutely. That, that's a, if you're operating that way with your patients, then you're also in touch. I often, a lot of new injectors have family who think, <clears throat> you know, shouldn't you be doing real medicine? And shouldn't, you know, isn't this all just vanity? And, mm. and what, it's stories like that, which for me just kill that dead. And I, I think it's really important for those watching that, that you pay attention to your patients. Thank you so much, Julie Hahn, for joining me. I really appreciate your time. Um, you're working flat out and you've given this time for us as well. So I'm very, very grateful. Thank you. No, I'm so honored. Thank you so much, Tim. Yeah.